0: when it hit me the most is like, uh, say like two weeks into my sophomore year, I was going to continuation school because I would I would always get in trouble. I would just ADD, never paying attention, talking to everyone, copying everyone's homework just to get by. And uh, I was at continuation school and I remember telling the teacher, I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss Friday. I'm going out of town to a contest, go make, some, go make some money. And they're like, you can't leave. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, I'm making more money than my teacher right now. And I'm like, Screw this. I threw my desk and I walked out. I'm like, I quit. I went home and told my dad I quit. He goes, what do you mean you quit school? I'm like, I quit. Like She told me I couldn't go make money this week. And he's like, well, I guess I can't tell you you can't quit. But he's like, if you're going to quit, you better be the best at what you do. And that always stuck in my head. So every single time I wrote, I'm like, I got to be better than everyone else I'm writing with. And it worked.
1: Yep. We're live. We're back. The Dingo here, as always,
2: on the Unleashed podcast with Danny and Brittany. Danny, Cass, how you doing? I am doing fabulous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you want me to say I'm a little hungover? he's been he's been a little Jonesy
1: all <laughs> morning. Brittany with the curls. Brittany Palmer, <laughs> as always. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. With our guest and one of the biggest. Moto stars of all time one of my best friends just a goddamn legend Jeremy Twitch Stenberg. let's give it up for Jeremy yeah. aka Twitch <laughs> who has been around since the dawn of time and still looks like he's 20 I wish I feel like I'm 90 I don't think you've like aged much a little bit, yeah. He's a little chubbier. Do you look? But you're not chubby at all. Like you look around at some of the other guys and never think that man, these guys have. I'm like, how do they just let themselves go like that? Right? Yeah. Like well, he's, a I, I life happy, hey, he's a Cali hey, guy. happy, dude. He's a Cali guy.
2: He's had a few procedures. I'm one no. of those guys. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not LA. I'm not an LA guy like I've <laughs> well, let myself go. It's all, uh, it's all downhill for me. I think the longest I ever
0: built a jump for was like seven hours straight. Damn, we rode it. But that's the payoff, right? Yeah.
3: What does it take to build it? Like what 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 are you using?
0: Shovels. Shovels. Shovels, That's it. You don't have any
3: something quicker, easier. No,
0: not out in the hills like that. Like if you could have a tractor, it'd be dope, but you get in so much trouble. Like we always have to run from the cops out there. Like we'll hide behind mountains for a couple hours. Like helicopters come, we'll go to a spot that's hot where there's like fifteen or twenty people riding. And when the helicopter lands, we'll just take off and go back, get in our cars and go home. Like wow,
3: you're just like you're like a different kind of graffiti artist. You're like a, a dirt
2: Graffiti. I mean, dirt been, art. Dirt art. He's definitely a dirt artist. Dirt, art. a dirt artist. Dirt that's artist. That's for Twi-
1: sure. Twitch has been running from the police for a long, long time. I'm yes. not going to say how old you are because you're old. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm old. Danny's old. We're all old. The only person here that's not old is Brittany. Thank you. Uh, 17 X Games medals. Um, you won every <clears throat> major moto contest there was. 1998 Man's Triple crown champ. Freestyle motocross icon. Face of the sport. Uh, also a raced off-road truck series. Won the 2010 uh, super light season uh creator of certain mini bike competitions and kind of just a leader in your own. I kind of wanted to go back to the uh the very, the very beginning and talk about like those old school days, the meta militia days, like how you kind of linked up with those guys, uh, and then the influence that kind of I guess Krusty had on you and 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 kind of the culture back then of what it was then and where it is or is not now.
0: Crusty for me was like one of the movies I'd come home every day from school, <clears throat> just pop it in and watch it. And then want it, like every video made me want to go ride. And I, I grew up riding. I grew up riding BMX, riding dirt bikes. And I grew up in a really crappy neighborhood. Like all my buddies were either in a gang selling drugs for their brothers or getting in trouble. So my dad would try to take, take me riding every single day. Like he would show up at the school in his full riding gear and Gearnbeck. He has a dentist appointment. And I'd like show up to the office and my dad's just full riding gear. I'm like, <laughs> they believe you? Like what? Like, yeah. And that, that lasted for like years. So I just, I grew up riding a lot. And the Krusty videos is like, for me, it was just like my outlet of like, I could get away from all the BS at school and like
1: the neighborhood and just go ride all day. So I literally just rode every single day. That's kind of crazy. Dad shows up in the work boots like, hey, um, he's uh, he's uh, got a sore tooth
2: again. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, he might have knocked a few out the last time you took him to the dentist. Uh,
1: yeah. So from that, is that how, like, you know, because uh, I, I believe you're a teenager when you kind of linked up with those guys, like, how much influence did kind of those crusty movies or those early type movies have on, on, on your, the, the, the early days? Well, what was cool is like, like I said, i come home every day and pop the, uh, VHS in and watched
0: Krusty Demons and Brian Manley was always in there and there was a couple other dudes always in there and for me going riding every day I was actually riding and the guys from SMP Milo Myers and um, Mike Healy and like all those dudes were out there on their lunch break because they were right there in Chillavis and they seen me riding and they're like hey like there's this new thing coming up it's called freestyle like we want to pay you to wear our clothes and like our riding gear and I like ran back to the car told my dad I'm like hey I'm like these dudes want to pay me to jump my bike he's like who's going to pay you to jump your motorcycle like you need the race if you want to make money you know and uh we ended up having a meeting that next week. And they're like, I th- think they offered me like three hundred bucks a month or something like that. But I'm fifteen years <laughs> Which old. Is like huge. Fifteen years old, going to school two days a week, like barely getting by. Just like all I could think about was dirt bikes. And uh, my dad went home and tore the track down and just built jumps and I just rode every single day.
2: Wow every day. And then cool. I think
0: I think when I when it when it hit me the most is like uh say like two weeks into my sophomore year, I was going to continuation school because I would I would always get in trouble. I'd just ADD, never paying attention, talking to everyone, copying everyone's homework just to get by. And uh, I was at continuation school and I remember telling the teacher, I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss Friday. I'm going out of town to a contest, go go make some money. And they're like, you can't leave. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, I'm making more money than my teacher right now. And I'm like, screw this. I threw my desk and I walked out. I'm like, I quit. I went home and told my dad I quit. He goes, what do you mean you quit school? I'm like, I quit. Like She told me I couldn't go make money this week. And he's like, well, I guess I can't tell you you can't quit, but he's like, if you're going to quit, you better be the best at what you do, and that always stuck in my head. So every single time I rode, I'm like, I got
2: to be better than everyone else I'm riding with, and it worked. And when you were riding, like at that time, as far as like jumping and freestyle, like what was the landscape of tricks, right? Because it must have been it was more the about same. how far you can go, nah, and like was it, it?
0: It was kind of the same stuff I was doing on my BMX bike already, because I loved riding BMX. I mm-hmm. rode BMX probably more than I rode dirt bikes growing up, and all my buddies would do tricks, so I would just try and do the same tricks I could do on my bicycle, on my dirt bike. But the jumps were so small. Like we would always ride down in Chila Vista, like one exit before the uh, Mexico border at uh, this place called Palm Avenue. There was always cliff jumps. And I would see like all the pros out there, like a bunch of the big pros would always be out there riding and practicing. And I would go riding and I would just tend to just be like, oh, I'm going to go jump this. Like I want to go show off. And for me, I was just ended, ended up at the right place at the right time and just worked my butt off the whole time. There were no really competitions back then, though, right? No, there was none. That's when they were like doing the first four leaf events. There was like, there was a couple events. I think I missed the very first one out in Havasu that um, Pastrana won. Yeah, and then I rode the next one that was in, or no, that was Vegas. I rode the one that was in Havasu like a month later. Yep. And then I've been around ever since then. I think that was ninety eight or ninety nine,
1: right? And in those competitions, it was hot. Deegan, Pastrana, you yep. fight Metzger, Metzger. Um, Mike Jones,
2: like, yeah, mad Mike. Jones We have yeah. a pretty
1: good story about Mad Mike Jones. I think everyone has a few yeah. stories about
2: Mad Mike Jones, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure
1: we tagged his RV at uh the winner the X Games one year. You probably were there competing, but we-, we tagged, we spray painted his uh the back
2: of his the lift uh, gate, yeah. No, you didn't. And dude, he was pissed. He came into, I think it was. One of the houses at the time, we were like, "Oh, shit. freaking out!" Someone's like, "He's looking for you," and he's a and big like, boy. He's not, not a dude. He's you a really big boy. Piss off!
1: Yeah, I think he ended up
2: appreciating it because then he, he was always cool to us afterward. He respected yeah, it. Yeah, I think we had to like drink beer upside down or something. To get <laughs> yeah, back if you party with them, you're good.
1: How was it traveling back then? Like, because for me, I think like coming from Australia to where then ended up, you know, breeding a lot of you know freestyle motocross and just just moto in general. um it was like that culture of those like Krusty movies and then those live shows. I remember when those live shows would come to Melbourne where I'm from, yeah. where Bilko ended up sneaking into and, and, <laughs> and things like that. Um, what's your memory of like those type of events?
0: Man, like when I first started doing Krusty tour and like all that stuff, it was crazy. Like I'd never seen fans like that before. Like I remember one weekend at Sydney, the show was over and the crowd was so stoked. And the, the way they showed their appreciation is the break shit. They were ripping the stands out of the seats. are they, they were ripping the seats out of the stands, throwing them at us. They like, flipped over a couple of cop cars. They were burning all the trash cans down outside. Like I was tripping. Like it was it was like
1: rock star shit. Like for the first time that I actually seen, you know what I mean. Like I was tripping on it. It really kind of was. It was like these guys came to town, and this is obviously pre social media, pre all those things. And they came to town like rock stars. Australia by far is like I think.
0: The best country for moto. Like, they love it. Like, yeah. they don't get enough of it. Like, everyone over here, like, you do a, a show at San Diego Supercross or Anaheim, and everyone's there, like, looking at their chick. Like,
1: oh, I could do that. Or I taught them how to do that. Like, everyone out here is too cool. Like, in Australia, they actually appreciate it. They very much do appreciate it. And I think it's this, it's more so the lifestyle that they appreciate. Yeah. You know, they kind of live by that mentality of kind of on the edge. Um, like Jacko. And- Jacko is a classic <laughs> example of a perfect Australian.
0: Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, he fits He's right a little overboard. The box. <laughs> He's nuts. He's gnarly, dude. Like I seen him a couple weeks ago, take his bike apart and put it in his airplane to go fly to a demo. I'm like, I would never fly an airplane with Jacko. I don't even want to drive in a car with him, let alone a plane.
1: So I have a story about uh, Jacko picking me up at like where I grew up in Australia and he lands this dinky, like another, uh, this nicer plane lands. And I look at my dad and I'm like, Oh, I think that's the plane. And then I go to and it's, it's not regular pilots get out or whatnot. And then this dinky thing kind of like hits the <laughs> runway. And <lands. laughs> dad's like, ah, uh, is that the plane you're getting in? I'm like, oh, yeah, I think that's Jacko. The plane was so small. We had to split my bag in half, <laughs> you know, like, you know, with the old, like decline bags bags, whatever you used to have to like, zip it in yeah. half. So we had to zip it in half. Like we're shoving this thing in. Dad's like, are you sure you're going to be okay? I'm like, we're fine. We're fine. Like we take off Jacko. As soon as we get in the air, I'm like, Kind of pretty nervous. You hit a couple bumps and then you feel like, now you're okay. And, you know, then Jacko kind of looks over and says, well, I only have one parachute. So if anything (laughs) happens, you can take the parachute. And then for the next three, it was a long flight too because we went from, it was like a two and a half hour flight. For the next two and a half hours, I'm just sitting there shitting myself. Like, what have I done? What have I done? And then to make it even worse, I like film a video where I go up and, do, like, the spins and stuff with him. So, like, where yeah. he, like, hits, like, a dead hole, you fall from out of the sky, end up kind of throwing up everywhere. So gnarly. I fell into the trick. But I also felt like if you're going to go to Jacko's and partake, you've got to partake. It almost yeah, be like you can't half-ass it. Going to Pastrana's or whatnot and, and not partaking in. It's Come- like going to Pastrana's and not trying to break your leg. Well, you can't go to Pastrana's house <laughs> and not, luck. like, partake. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you're just not partaking. No. Or, 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 or he's not going to. No, not not going to let you in. <laughs> um, When did the X Games, man? It was like, when, when like, was X Games, what year did Freestyle motor go into X Games? I want to say 99 when Pastrana launched his bike into the pier. And you were there?
0: I was I was an alternate. I was the first alternate. Her, someone got hurt. Cameron still had, like, had to force my parents for me to go because I'm like, I don't want to go to San Francisco. Like, that place sucks. Like, I just want to ride my dirt bike. And he's like, you need to go to X Games. Like, you might ride. Like, you're the first alternate. I'm like, if I'm not in, I don't want to go. He's like... Someone's going to get hurt. He's like, believe me, you'll ride X Games. So I was like, me and my dad and my buddy Ron jumped in his mom's truck and just drove up to San Francisco. And I remember showing up. And right when I pulled up, Hart came up short. I think he broke his wrist or something like that. And Cameron's like, told you, you're in X Games now. I was like, what? <laughs> no now way. Way. I'm like, I almost didn't even come. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was my first event. I want to say I got like fifth or sixth or something like that. And I was just, right then I was like, I was hooked. I was like, all right, this is what I want to do.
1: For those of the people that don't know, and we can keep going, but I'm going to try and pull up that video. That's when, is that when Pristano flew the, uh, his motorbike into yeah. Yeah. the water in San Francisco? Yep. Man, weren't they the days? Well, I think he got in a lot of trouble for
2: he that. He got a right? gnarly like, fine, yeah, but got, like Fox
0: paid for it. Like did. he was riding for Fox riding gear at the time and they just paid his fine. Did he
2: jump the bike in or did yeah. he ghost ride it in? He
0: jumped with the bike in and then okay. like threw it in the air.
2: Pretty gnarly. Let's, Let's see if I can pull this up. You guys, I bet there was keep a talking. lot of people watching that was like,
0: "No, like I'd take the bike. Yeah, I'll take yeah, the bike." That bike, I think, is still either he has it or it's at Fox. I remember it, it cost a bunch of money, and they're like, it's "All the environmentalists the most expensive are freaking
2: dirt out." Dirt bike, yeah, to date, pretty bad.
3: Well, wh- while we're waiting, we have a question here. Someone wants to know what? Oh, I just lost it. Uh, was was there one trick that really made you feel like you made it?
0: There wasn't really one trick that made me feel like I made it. Because like literally back then you would have like a 90 second run. You would have to remember like 16 tricks. So it was right. like when I could put all those together without writing them down on my bar pad. Like a lot of the guys would take, take duct tape and put it across their handlebar pad and like write all their tricks. And I'm like, if you can't remember what you're supposed to do with there, you shouldn't even be out there. Right. And I think it's dumb too when dudes do a trick and they look down and then they get ready for the corner and then look down again. I'm like. Just, I would just like go over my head. I'm like, yeah. do this on this, this on that, this on that. Once I could remember that, that's when I was like, okay, it's on. And like, it's almost
3: like a dance, right? Because everything yeah. leads to the next thing, which that's how you kind of know the trick, like a dance yep. move. Like a yeah, step. I,
0: however the course flowed, I would always be like, oh, I could do a trick off that. Okay, mm-hmm. turn. Okay, I'll do this right here. Like, I would always use my first practice for that. And then my second practice, I'd always be like, okay, try and do your run. Yeah. Because everyone else would still be trying to get used to the, the course on their second practice where I'm like, I need to have an advantage on these dudes. So I need to like adapt to the course quick. And try to do my tricks right away. And then when the dudes would see you start doing your tricks right away, too, they're already like, oh, shit, he's winning. You know, you right. like, just bum them out right away. They could like,
3: watch you. So, like, you're practicing with everyone, basically. So,
0: towards, towards the end of my career, like, uh me and Nate Adams, we would always go out and ride practice together. Because at the time, me and him were, like, kind of like the best dudes. And we would always first, second, or, you know, we'd always be top three. And I'm like, we should ride together every day. I'm like, if we practice together every day, when we go to an event… It's going to be me or you on top of the box. And whoever won is because you rode better. Mm -hmm. And we're like, let's do that. And so once we started doing that, we would always show up early and pick last practice so no one could watch us do things. Because we would always flip everything first before anyone even think about it. And we're like, if we're doing this in our first practice, it gives these dudes the whole day to try and do it. Mm -hmm. So we would always do it in our second practice at the very end of the day, last practice. And if we flip something, those dudes have to do it in their qualifying run the next day. So we would always have like an upper hand on everyone.
2: Smart. That's pretty smart. Yes. Um. So getting used to the course. though, could you explain that? Because I always knew from like snowboarding, it was always like pretty scary to hit a jump for the first time. Yeah. So would you like, would it be pretty like nerve wracking, like testing out different here's, features? Here's what kind of screwed
0: us back then is like, we always wanted to go out last, but I always like jumping, jumping everything first. Cause like when, when I would go to a course, I was riding every day, twice a day. Like I didn't care what the jump was. I was like, I'll jump it. I don't care. I know exactly where I'm going to land. And back then you would watch these other dudes ride the course and they would make it, they would make me nervous when I would watch them jump yeah. the jumps. I'm like, Oh, that thing looks hard. Like, Oh, maybe, I, maybe it's not as easy as I thought. And I'd go out there and hit it like them and over jump it. I'm like, I should have hit it like I wanted to. So when that was going on, I, I quit watching everyone at practice. I'm like, I'm just going to go out and do my own thing. Like, I'm not going to watch anyone like, cause wow. they would make it, I would get intimidated watching someone else ride the course when they would make it harder or they'd be all squirrely. So I was like, I'll just ride last practice and I ain't watching no one. That's Honestly, crazy. There's something.
3: There's something to that. I'm. I'm a. I'm a painter, and it's so hard for me to like to have inspiration from other artists. Like I don't like looking at other art books and stuff because you, it's really like having that originality, and it
0: it kind of makes you want to do something kind of like you'll use the color they're doing. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And then then it's like they're the in, the authenticity of what I really wanted to create. It was it was inspired by, but it is it is more difficult to like follow. I yeah. I, I get it completely
1: for sure. How um. That You know, I always looked at it, uh, you know, like you had the best style. Did, Thank you. Did that just come like naturally to you? Like, or, or is that something you kind of worked on?
0: I want to say a lot of it was from riding
1: BMX. Like I noticed a lot of guys that
0: actually ride BMX and ride moto, they all have pretty similar style. It's like, you got to be smooth. Like you got to hit your marks perfect. And yep. for me, that was something I always liked. And and being a little kid watching Jeremy McGrath grow up, I can't even tell you how many videos I would slow-mo and pause and, okay, where's his feet positioned? Which way are his toes facing? Why are his elbows up so high. Like, I would just watch his style all the time as a little kid. And I think for me, whenever I did a trick, if it was, if I would watch a video of it and I didn't like it, I would, or the style wasn't good, I would quit doing that trick because I'm like, I was always more of like the style guy. Like, your gear better match head to toe. Like, if you have a blue blue helmet on, you better have white goggles,
1: white gloves, blue gear, blue boots. Like, I don't know. My, sh- my stuff always just had to be teed up. And like, not to mention names, but it's the same as snowboarding. You know, it's like style kind of was always out over one if you could do a trick better than somebody or whatever it is but if you didn't have style you kind
2: of it was like an automatic an automatic point yeah well then you're kind of almost like you're just another one in the pack right yeah and it's pretty easy to actually stand apart with just those small like little tweaks you know like you said if it you watch it and you don't really like the way it looks well then you're not really standing you know you're not standing apart you're almost like doing something similar and you could just use that time to actually like explode
0: into style. Style for me, style always mattered. Like no matter what it is, like your street clothes, your like anything you're doing, like everything better be good.
3: Well, you're bringing entertainment value to entertainment, right? Like that's what we're here to do is entertain them. For sure. So why not do it fully?
1: And I think like like freestyle motocross at that time was like a new form of entertainment and it yeah. was like it was exciting to everybody. Yeah. And I think uh the, the boom of it was exactly right then and like the original superstars, you know, like MMA to like UFC, these yeah. people like paved the way. And it's like yourself, Pastrana, Kerry Hart, uh, Metzger- Deegan, like there was that small crew. And then, of course, you know, there's, you know, the, uh, like the Mad Mike Jones and then the Seth, the Seth Enslows. And the Seth Enslows were these like crazy dudes that could, could do some shit that you,
2: nobody could ever want to do. You would never want to yeah. do, do that. No,
1: <laughs> You're
0: like, no, for sure. I, I think I caught, I think I found, I, I realized the business side of it quick at, at a young age where I was like, okay, I'm like, these dudes are paying me this much money now. If I go out and show to them what I can do and sell a bunch of products and they're seeing their ROI, I'm going to stay there for multiple years and I'm going to be able to ask for a raise and I'm not even bad an eye at it. You know what I mean? So I would always just try to make my stuff look good. I'm like, I'd rather look the best and do decent at a contest than to look like a squid or squirrely as hell and win the contest. I'm like, to me, I never cared – what place I got is like as long as I rode the best I could ride that day, and I knew I should where I should be, I was happy. I'm like whatever. I'm like there are so many times where I wanted to fight other dudes, or like I would just be pissed off. And at the end of the day, I'm like it ain't their fault; it's the judge's fault. I'm like you have a dude in the booth that yeah. doesn't ride a dirt bike that has no style, look looks like a clown, and he's telling you what you should and and how you should be riding your bike. And I'm like, if it's that easy, why ain't you out here doing it? Yeah, you know, like I so later on, I always liked when like ex riders would jump in a judging tower because then it's like the the scale of like how much tighter the point system was it's not like oh well that's my favorite rider or that's my roommate I'm gonna score him a little bit higher here I'm like I hated that stuff yeah and, and I'm, I'm sure was, that
1: was happening a lot back then a
0: lot and, and and sometimes I would play the game I'd be like hey guys what can I do different like in qualifying if I qualify crappy and I like I would always go out and do all my gnarly flip tricks on the dirt jumps that no one else would flip so I'm like mm-hmm. oh cool I'm gonna kill it then they'd be like I'd go hey guys what could I do better like trying to like just kiss their ass a little yeah. bit, you know and then I'd go out and win the contest and I'm like all right, this is the game I got to play. I'm like, they're like, oh, well, you, you did too many flips. I'm like, yeah, but it, the dude that got first flipped one time and I did 15. Like, yeah. come on, you know? Like, there's a reason he's only flipping one time because he's scared. Yeah. So and for me, I always just try to do the hardest stuff on the hardest jumps and then my easier tricks on the ramp. Because to me, flipping the dirt was way gnarlier. Yeah, of course.
1: And sometimes it paid off and sometimes it didn't. Yeah. What are you, uh, wh- wh- where's the uh, broken bone count out? I don't think I ever counted, honestly. Like,
0: I've done my right ankle probably 10 times, compound tib and fib on left leg twice, my heel on my right leg, each finger, ribs. I've done my back L1 and L2 twice, collarbone. Like, yeah, I've done my right wrist like four times and my left one six times. Like, so like when we opened up the show and I said, I feel like I'm
1: 97, like, I really feel like I'm 97 sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I feel like. All extreme sports have their limitations, but um, freestyle motocross, I think, is at the top, or just mo- like mo- moto in general. But freestyle motocross, I feel like it's not uh, if-, if but when, but it's almost like if you don't land, you're basically going to break a bone doing those tricks. Yeah. And when you hit the ground, you hit the ground hard. Like you're
0: 35 feet in the air, you know what I mean? And you have a 250 pound bike chasing you. To tackle you if you don't do the trick right.
1: How different is it now? Uh and 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 as you should, but there's foam pits and there are all these ways to like learn um, how to do these tricks and make it easier until you have to take it to actual dirt. What do you think the difference was for you guys having to learn it on dirt with no kind of safety net? To me, that that
0: like when foam pits started happening, like yeah, I I flipped in them. Um, I went up to Hart's house and I learned how to flip the 45, like uh the 45 foot jump. Probably jump the jump. 10 times, and then we waited around for the wind to die down, never died down. And then uh, Deegan and Feist hit me up there. Hey, our foam pit's done. So I was like, okay, if I could wait a week and not do one flip, if I flip my first one and I land perfect, I'm just going to go to dirt. And that was like one of the last times I had a foam pit. I went down to their house and then stuck it. But I never really liked practicing tricks into the foam pit. Like it for sure helped a lot of people, but I've seen a lot of people get hurt. I've seen broken femurs, broken arms, broken wrists. Like one of, i seen one dude at Metzger's house burn the pit down and got out luckily. And then our other boy- he, and then one of, really? Other, yeah, dude. Like those, the static electricity on those little six inch by six inch blocks. Like one of those blocks will do a six foot tall flame.
3: Holy! Because right, the bike, yeah, if the bike. Well, crashes, the
0: bike or like static electricity, like you know when you like drag your feet on carpet sure. and you touch someone the shock, like that will like ignite it sometimes. And yeah, if it's... the gas is leaking, and we had one of our friends who was uh, paralyzed. He was going to ride Best Whip the year he got hurt, and uh he ended up burning to the ground in the foam pit. Like he passed away. Like it's, the foam pits were not. They're in a, in a sense, like they're safe, but they're also really dangerous. Like I've yeah. seen a lot of people get hurt. I've seen a lot of people miss them. Like, Oh, so like I never learned one flip trick into the foam pit. I try practice all my flip tricks on dirt. Cause I was just like, I don't, I'm concentrating on my landing the whole time. Not my trick that I need to like do, you know, yeah. like
2: you, did you guys ever ride the foam pit at all? Like a Woodward or anything? Um, not too much. They have like the roller ones into the foam pit, but like we have like this like new airbag phase that's kind of like yep. in and similar to like what you're saying where it's like, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Yeah, yeah it's it's safe, but you need to learn how to like land in the mm. right spot yeah. before you actually start trying these tricks into it because you could swing off, miss the whole thing and just land flat on the ground. And yeah. Like you're going to get more hurt doing that than just giving and it a go.
0: I see that a lot right now with moto. Like
2: in my era, there wasn't
0: tricks, like the tricks were gnarly, but they're not like the kids right now that are like double backflip, triple backflip, 540s, like body burials. Like I was so glad when My time was like, when I retired from riding contests, like when all that stuff started happening, I'm like, I I don't miss practicing all these gnarly tricks every single day, twice a day. Like your risk factor was gnarly. And I I think towards like the middle of my career, I always weighed in like the risk versus reward. I'm like, am I going to get a new deal out of this? Or should I just take second (laughs) place? I'm like... I'll just take second place. I want to ride all year, not,
1: not one event. You yeah, know, like, yeah. I'm
2: like, trying to make your name always, every like, weekend.
1: Hey, that guy still has deals. Uh, true. Yeah. That's why I'm still here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, but going back to the flipping, because you with starting with BMX, did you do a lot of like flips on like normal bikes before you? Yeah, I learned I learned it?
0: how to flip my BMX bike a lot. Like I did a, a couple when I was like really young. But then like when like Deegan and the Heart and all them started doing it, we would go out to like uh, the Point X camp. that was out in like a Guanga, mm-hmm. and we would learn them there, and they were cool. Like I would get them dialed, and then when I went to I went to Hearts for the very first time. It was me, Mike Sinkmars, Clifford, Feist, like. There was only a select few people Hart would like invite to his place to come ride that were his boys, you know? So still, it's still like,
1: still like that today. It's
0: still like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he just has Big B now.
0: <laughs> and uh, I remember bitching out. Like I sat there, I watched Feist flip, I watched Mars flip, and I jumped in it once and I just sat there on the side just like licking my lips. I'm like, nah, I ain't feeling it. Cause I wasn't riding a lot then. Like I, I started making money like, when you know I was fifteen, so I started partying a lot. Like I grew up in a crappy neighborhood. That's just everyone goes. Well, I know I did. I went down that road for a few years, and then I remember leaving Hart's house, and he would just text me every day, "Bitch, <laughs> pussy." <laughs> I'm just like,
2: oh, and I was going to his house
0: a couple weeks later. It would just be like, you like one cuss word, you know? We're where you I was talking
2: like, it up on the way. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Knew, I was like, yeah I'm gonna yeah. flip. Like
0: hell, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm like, you do what I'm doing. I got there. and I'm like, got all nervous and just like, oh, that got feeling. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, this bike feels so heavy. I can't flip this thing. And like two weeks later, we were going to a show in Colorado and I was getting, me and Scummy were driving up to his house to go meet him in Vegas. And uh, I remember getting off his exit. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you still at the phone pit? He's like, yeah, yeah. I go, I'm flipping. I'm like, I'm coming out right now. He goes, don't make me leave this thing uncovered for nothing. <laughs> 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 and then uh, I remember I did my first one. I got all the way upside down and saw the foam, jumped off my bike, landed on my feet. And when I watched the video, my bike came all the way around and stuck perfect. I was like, Oh fuck, if I would have stayed on, I would have been dialed, you know? Yeah. So went back, did it again, did a bunch that night, and then we left to our show, came back, and I waited a week and it was windy as hell every day. And at the time, he was uh him and Pastrana were the only guys that had a phone pit. I knew Deegan and Feist were building one before I left, and that's why when I waited the week, I went back. They called me, like, hey, like our phone pit will be done tomorrow. Come down here and flip. I was like, All right. So I went down there, flipped one on forty five, and then straight to the dirt. And then I started doing tricks the first day I was doing it. Wow. Like one handers and like yeah. no footers and like little things like
1: that. Yeah, you were comfortable kind of straight away. Yeah,
0: right away. That's awesome.
3: What is your favorite trick to do and your favorite trick to watch? Flips, whips, nax, and what's the funnest?
0: I think my favorite trick to do right now is uh, either a flip whip or a no-handed flip. It's just the the feeling. I just love the way it is, and like it just looks cool on and on video and in photos. Okay. And I think my favorite trick to watch is probably talking to a, a KOD flips. Yeah. Wow. So gnarly. Like that dude is every time we ride with him, I'm like, I love the fact that he's at the shows riding with us because it makes it that much better. But then as soon as I see him do something like that, I'm like, I should just pull in. Like, I don't even want to ride anymore. You know, like (laughs) the dude's so gnarly.
1: And then speaking of that, like what are some of the milestones in your mind for freestyle motocross and the progression uh, of the sport? Progression or Pro- progression. progression? Progression, I make words up sometimes. I can't read. So when I have to read something, I kind of go south. Yeah, I can't read. I can look at something, but I can't read it.
0: I, I, dude, freestyle these days is progressing so quick. Like, everyone's always like, oh, what's the next trick? I think it's done. And I'm like, it ain't done. I'm like, you know what I mean? Australian dudes over here want to come take our job. I'm like, you look at the last couple years of X Games, all the Australian dudes are on the podium. Like, yeah. It's like Jacko's breed of dudes. Like, you got Benny Richards, you got Josh Sheehan. Like, all those dudes are so gnarly. Like Harry. Yeah, Harry,
1: yeah, Bink. Like, yeah. I don't Gio. know where Harry's from, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's not normal. No, exactly. Like, not normal in like a weird, calculated way. Bink's just not all there. No, no, he's really. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> you can't so even explain th- him. You can't explain it, and then you can't even really talk about it. And even though we can t- t- say whatever, it's just Bink is Bink. He's one of a kind. Yeah, like like what he did on the. Um, he flipped like a regular bike with like no suspension or whatnot. I don't know. He's yeah, just, It was like a street bike or something yeah. like really you know, like a Harley
2: style. Something like. stupid. Yeah.
1: Where you're like,
0: so that's where I'm like, why do these guys do these dumb things? I'm like risk first reward. Here it goes, you know,
1: now where I wanted to go with that. And this is more so like, okay, you guys paved the way and then learned how to flip first and then put flipping into the competition. And it was super gnarly. Um, where we're at now. Right. For example, like, um, uh Axel's quarterpipe competition at X games last year. Yep. You're watching that and then you're watching these guys go however high. It's like they're like 30 feet or 40 feet above the lip. Say like 42 or 40, right? 40 45 last so year. So then no, they're like know. 60 plus feet in the air, right? Yeah. How far is too far? I think it's getting close. Like you think
0: about hitting the ground from that high up, like if you were without your bike, like you would be pretty broke off. You know what I mean? Like but it's like, what are you going to do? Dumb it down and make it like sissy proof? It's like, no, like you got to go bigger and you just got to, you got to perfect your craft way better so you can go higher and, and not feel scared or, and feel comfortable. Because correct me if I'm
1: wrong here, but they're either pinned in second. They're second
0: gear. They're, I, I know a couple guys were trying third gear, but it's weird. I, I honestly think, I think the ramp is maxed out right now. Like I think if the ramp was a, had a little more belly, cause I think it gets too steep too quick. And that's as pretty much as high as you can go on the thing. Like, Raha last year and Axel going back and forth was like, okay, I'm like these dudes are maxing out. Like you can maybe get another few feet out of it. Yep. But it's going to get sketchy and it's starting to it's starting to kick everyone back. You know what I mean? Like so, I don't know. I think I think we'll see some dudes here pretty soon. I've heard some
1: guys talking about it like trying to make a new ramp and be able to go higher. So, we'll see. And then what about the freestyle aspect cuz even aspect cuz even with those guys I watched them go around and talking about when you guys do it. Now you got guys doing qualifying runs with double flips and front flips that are like 100 feet long dude like jacko and uh Rob adelberg last year flipping the 120.
0: I'm it's like insane like and and they're doing it legit without the cheater ramp there's a bunch of dudes that will like use that cheater ramp and kick you and I'm like when I see that if that's in a contest run I'm like that's so lame like you shouldn't be able to bring your own special ramp to do a trick on if you can't do it on the ramp that everybody can ride throughout the whole year you shouldn't be able to bring your own stuff you know so when I seen like Ad- adelberg and those dudes like doing gnarly front flips off like regular jumps that we do back flips on. I'm like, these dudes are are the shit. Like they're no joke. Like they're working their butts off and it shows. It's cool to see. Where do you think it goes from here? Like will we see a triple in a competition? I think you will. I know you saw a triple at what was Up to that? the bag, right? Yeah, or last, well, last year, right? Or that Not was World year, of X Australia? Games. It was Nitro Circus. Yeah, that's what it was over in Australia. Was it so in Australia? Like, yeah. So it's coming. You know, there's, I don't know. Events these days are weird. It's like, People always say like the sports dying, but it's promoters killing the events. You know, like they're yeah. trying to save their dollar here, or people don't want to pay to go to a show. They can they see it on the internet all day long. They well, see Instagram, they see YouTube. It's like it's the same stuff.
1: Well, that's the thing that's uh, I think changed for and and for a lot of uh, a lot of people. Back in the day, before social media, action sports, FMX, or all these things, you had to watch X Games or you had to buy the movies to like be a part of it. Yep. and there was an audience there. Um, now everybody kind of has their social medias and then there's his followings. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have one of the highest of the highest followings in, 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 in the whole sport still today. I didn't, I didn't, I need a look, but I think it's almost at a million. Yeah. It's and, there. and you're still driving traffic. And, and as you've got older, you've kind of been able to maintain an audience, um, and take that audience with you. And I think you've been able to see that. I think too, like the whole, my whole career,
0: like I've always kept it real. Like I didn't hide shit. If I was hurt, I was hurt. If I like got in trouble with the cops and did some stuff, everyone knew about it. You know what I mean? Like my whole career, I was always open with everything. Cause when I, I don't like hiding stuff and like having to like lie about certain things to sponsors. I'm like, yeah, this is what I do. If you like it. Cool. If you don't, I get it. Like I'm going to do my own thing. Like, like when I got tired of writing contests I was like, Hey, I'm like, why can't there be like a category like snowboards and BMX and skate, like. uh, backcountry snowboard dudes I can go out and film a dope video part all year not ride one contest and still make the same amount of money but they could also show up at a contest and kick everyone's ass and still win I'm like why can't that happen for Moto so like when I came to Monster 10 years ago I was like hey I'm done riding contests I'll ride shows I'll do demos I'll do sponsored things but this is what I want to do like I'm going to just I'm going to invest in myself and I'm going to get my own photographer my own filmer and I'm going to make videos all the time and I did that for years and it's cool to see like dudes like Axel,
1: Raha, Beerman like dudes like that benefiting from like I feel like what I helped start, you know. For sure, and then even talking about that, like how sick are those like the 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 monster shows that whether it's at NASCAR or if it's at Supercross or if it's at wherever it is, it's cool to be able to still see that brand be brought to that, and I think that's cool that you know being Dude, able to be a huge part like of that. Like this year's
0: been fun as hell. Like we've we've jumped at every Supercross this year. Yeah, and it's like I, I I get the question a lot. People are always like, like older dudes will always be, like, when are you gonna quit? I'm like. When it ain't fun anymore, and these dudes can outride me every single time I show up. I go, until yeah. then, I go, I'm still having fun, and people still want to pay me to ride my dirt bike. I'm like, I would go miserable if I sat at home and I didn't go ride shows and do stuff. Like, there'll be certain times like where I won't ride, and my wife's like, you're being a dick. Like, you should go ride your dirt bike and go hang out with your buddies, you know? like
1: Susie's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. If anybody wants to know, Susie is the boss. Um, one thing I went going through here, in 2006, you won gold at Aspen. Um and 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 we were there did you win a gold in Aspen in 2006
2: uh, not a gold no but I got some silvers and bronzes I think that yep. year
1: uh, how hard was it jumping on the snow
2: dude
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was the coolest looking event but the most stressful event for us the whole year everyone's like oh well if you crash you're on snow I'm like no it's an ice cube that's harder than concrete yeah. like it's not snow you know And from where you would take off to like where all the lines were on the lip, the lip was probably 50, 60 feet wide. There'd be like 27 different ruts. And you're like trying to see like when it's all white out and it's like snow and still, you're like, hope I'm in the right line. You know, like some of them were kicky. Some of them would be crooked from people doing certain tricks. Like that was the most stressful that every year. Like, so the last year when I won and it was done, I was like, sweet. I'm like, but I I miss going there because I miss watching you guys compete. Like just... It was a really cool yeah, event. The energy
2: was so cool. You get there a couple days early, like, go
0: snowboarding, watch all the events. I, dude, I remember that th- we were there one year and my wife was all like, let's see who can be the most romantic. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. And like Ox, remember Ox Cargola? Him yeah. and his chick went on like a sleigh ride with like uh-huh. the horse and like hot chocolate and all that. My, so my chick booked that. Well, she thought she booked it. We ended up at a place where you go snowmobiling and it took us to the back country and we're like snowmobiling. I almost missed X Games. I showed <laughs> up, I missed practice. I go right in the finals, like. As I'm, like, pulling in, I'm running, like, ripping my clothes off, gearing up. <laughs> and I remember going up. And I – honestly, like, Games happened so quick. I was sitting there with a gold medal on my neck. I'm like, I almost missed the event today, and I won. I'm like, this is gnarly right now. Like, <laughs> and I, I went tripping. snowmobiling. This <laughs> yeah. is the
3: best day yeah. ever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. Like, I'll always remember my last winter Games. Oh, I was sweet. just stoked I actually got to win it. Or yeah. win it.
3: What's something that helps boost courage when doing tricks?
0: Honestly, just repetition, just riding every single day and doing mm-hmm. tricks. Like for me, like if I don't do a trick for a couple of weeks, like I get nervous and I get scared to do it. But if I ride a couple of days a week and I'm doing them, it's just it just comes natural.
1: It's way easier. Yeah. He mentioned, you know, how hard is it to, to lose homies? and I think we've all kind of been there. And he was t- talking about Lusk. Yeah. Um, ha, ha, that was a long time ago now, but that was you know one of your best friends. Yeah, that one was hard. That one, that one hit home. Like I remember after when Lusk passed away,
0: I was like, uh, that's when I like. Actually started thinking. I'm like, damn. I'm like, that could be me. Like, I could go to a show and like not come home back to my family. You know, like, so for me, like, I would say for like the next year, I was kind of weirded out. Like, I didn't like traveling. I didn't like going to other countries anymore. I still rode all the time, but like, it was always in the back of your head. Like, ah, that could be me. You know what I mean? Like, dirt bikes are no joke. When you crash, like, you crash hard. And yeah. It it is what it is. Like, that's my job. That's the path I chose, and I want to ride a dirt bike for the rest of my life, no matter how many fr- of my friends get taken from it. Because it's like, I would rather die doing something I love than like getting hit in a car accident or something. You
1: know what I mean? Like something, something stupid like that. Yeah. One thing I've always noticed, and and obviously this comes in, it's where your name Twitch come from, but it's, 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 uh, and, and and we'll get into that, but it's one of those things. Obviously every time I, I notice before you take off, there's a Twitch Yep. and then never in the air. Yep. And then when you land.
0: I, I always tend to do it more when I'm like nervous or excited. Like, okay. When I get excited, I do it a lot. Crazy. Yeah. But like when I turn the corner and my focus is on the ramp, I don't think about it, you know? So that, that was like a big thing of me riding growing up too because like a lot of kids would tease me. Like I would get in fights like every couple of days at school and when I would be on my bike, it was something that I would just, I wouldn't even think about it. I would just ride my bike. Like yep. I was never like, oh, I have Tourette's. You know what I mean? Because like, it's not like I have a bad case of it. I see I see kids that like can barely get through the day that have it. I have like a mild case where it doesn't bother me. But it's still funny. Like even today, I'll see old dudes like trying to like, Shake their head and like make fun of me, and I'll be wearing glasses and I'll look at them and I'll just like I'll say something smart because I don't. You have to. I'm not to do that. Don't say anything. Yeah, but you, you know have to mean? like in that yeah. situation of a grown man trying to make make fun of another. Yeah, girl, that like, doesn't know who I am or my story yeah. or what my deal is. You know what I mean? I'm like, it still bothers me sometimes. Like I'll for sure punch someone in the face about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never know to me seemed like a scrapper, but it's definitely a scrapper.
0: <laughs> I grew up in a crappy neighborhood. <laughs> I had to fight every day walking home from the bus stop. You know, See, but so, I, And I feel like that was early days of just moto in general. It was. Well, the, the the moto dudes hated the BMX dudes. Certain BMX dudes hated the moto dudes. Like, I was always cool with everyone. Like, I was a fan of of everyone I competed with or, like, traveled with. I was a fan of them as a little kid. You know what I mean? So, it's like, when I got to start hanging out with Deegan and Metzger and Kerry Hart and Mike Jones and Pastrana, I was just, like, I was just always cool with everyone. Like, I never really had yeah. with a lot of people. There was, like, a couple of people I didn't like, but I never really had beef with anyone in my industry.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you were kind of like the younger guy. And I think for you, it was like, you just kind of took it all in. And again, just kind of happy to be there, happy to take second, happy, whatever it is. Or to and, me, it was like the biggest
0: learning experience ever. Like, especially when I started traveling going on the road, I was 15, 16 years old. I'm out there with dudes that are 25. Yeah. Dudes have kids, you know what I mean? So like I just took it as like a learn. I, back then, I didn't really understand what I was doing, but I just took it as like, oh, I'm learning from these dudes right now. Yeah. You know? And 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 kind of that's like where I started when I started riding with Metzger and Deacon and all those dudes. I'm like, if I ride with dudes that are better than me, I'm going to get better quicker than trying to learn certain things on my own. Yeah. I could like watch them do it. And I'm like, okay, that's what they're doing It's Salt
1: right now. So I always try to lose my, my whole career as like just learning. Yeah. That makes sense. And then learning. Let's talk about DBK because Danny was. We always, Danny, go, go through our like pre questions and like what we're gonna go over. And I was like, dude, like it's actually he created a really successful company. He's got he's got all these lunatic friends working out <laughs> of the back of the factory packing boxes and they're moving t-shirts. It's kind of like you guys back in the day with grenade. You know what I mean? Like I, I
0: when I saw you guys doing all that, I'm like, that's rad. They got their own company. Like they're in their packing orders. Like, and I feel like that's what separates us from every other moto brand right now. It's like, what what company do you have ex, current X Games medalists packing your orders every day? You know what I mean? Like, we got Wanky in there. Yep. Beerman's in there every once in a while. We got Kenny Bell. Taka comes in. Like, yeah. Vicky's there. Like, we have the whole crew. Like, it's just like, it's the hangout. We're right in the middle of everywhere. And for me, too, I was like, I'm not going to bust my ass my whole life on this career because when Moto's done, I don't want my career to be done. Yeah. And I'm like, you look at dudes like Deegan, like starting militia and stuff like that. And I'm like, why can't I do that? If yeah. you could do it. I could do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's We you help
1: them start it. You yeah. helped them
0: make yeah. that brand what it was back in the day. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I got to do something to like, I got to have something to show for myself for working my ass off and all these broken bones from over the years, like later on. And for me, I was just like, well, I never liked wearing other people's clothes. I always like just wear blank t-shirts. Like even when I first started DBK for the first year and a half, I literally would just wear black shirts. I would never wear any logos. Like, so I'm like, I need to make stuff that <clears throat> I want to wear.
1: Yeah, and, and then you're like, like, well, maybe I should put some logos on it. So yeah, people realize what it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: and for the longest time too, like, out everyone's like, oh, well, this color's gonna be hot. It's 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 yellow in this. I'm like, it's got to be black. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I wear black every day. You know. Yeah. Like, and we, and we still like we rarely make any colored shirts besides black shirts. Like, we'll put some color on our black shirts, but everyone's like, when are you gonna make a white shirt, we'll make a white shirt. It doesn't sell. I'm like, where the hell you at now? Yeah. You know, like you're always on the Instagram, like, make this, make that. We make a FlexFit hat. No one buys,
2: no it. One like, buys it. No one buys it. They always like, ask for it. Yeah. Right? You know I'm like, it's so messed up. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. And I, th- I think for us, too, like, lately, like, the last few years, we're like, okay, like, how do we make more money doing this? Like, we're selling a bunch of stuff. Like, we're doing good. We're just still direct to consumer. We do it on our website. But that's the way to do it. it. Yeah. it's Like, like
1: the, back in the day, like, when there were the bigger brands, and it was, like, the Quicksilver and the DC and whatever else it was, Fox and... And then, and then and then became like some of the smaller metal militia and grenade. And then yep. t- we ruled the Zoomies days and were the biggest selling. And then social media come along and everybody's their own brand. Oh, everyone's so it's like, a brand. Now everybody makes their own shit and everything's just kind of got smaller. So I think direct to consumer is the world we live in. Yeah, for sure. And it's like you you basically tell them what's cool.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think it's cool. Like, I have fun doing it. Like I'm still a sophomore in high school. I didn't graduate high school and I'm running the multi-million dollar company. You know what yeah. I mean? And then I'm like- Everyone's like, oh, how do you do it? I'm like, I figure it out. I make mistakes. We order the wrong shit. We spend too much money. Like, that's how you figure it out. Like, in order to like, I was the same way. Like, I could read a book, but I couldn't tell you what the hell I read. You know, like, I have to like see it or do it to understand what I'm doing wrong to
1: like catch my mistakes. Yeah.
0: And for us to still be pulling it four years in, like, pretty fucking cool.
1: Yeah. Well, it's again, it's I, I think it's part of your legacy. You yeah. know, like, like, what can you leave behind? And I think DBK is exactly that. I'm stoked. It's been doing really good
0: and got a good crew. Sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we don't. Like that's business. But you that's know?
1: business. There's always going to be highs and lows. And like to go through COVID was probably a hard thing to like. No, to go through COVID was awesome. You know, people were getting <laughs> free money. Bro, we, the first day people started getting their COVID checks,
0: we we're sitting there where it's like, oh, it's probably going to slow down a little bit. And it's here. the uh on, on the, um what's the app everyone uses for like. Venmo. Or, no. Uh, uh,
2: Ven- no, what is it?
0: So everyone's, where? everyone's 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 websites off of it right now.
3: Oh, uh, Shopify.
0: Shopify.
2: Shopify. I would always have the dinger on us all. Cha-ching, really, cha-ching, every time. Cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm like, no, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, I'm like, whoa. I'll spend money. But I think one of the really cool parts about it, right, is like you're connected within your fan base, right? Yeah. And the people that love Moto, they want to support you. Yeah. Right? In the sense where like, you know, when you ride for these huge big brands and their big contracts, like you buy a Quicksilver T-shirt, you don't really feel like you're connected to the rider that's actually representing it sometimes. Not anymore. But when you like, you know, you get a small piece that's like, yo, you could get, you know, dirt bike kid gear. And it's like they know where it's coming from. Yeah. And, like, and they're like they're in that click immediately. Yeah. So when they run into you out in the street and like hanging in the 909, like. They're almost one step into getting into the Did you just drop 909? Yes. Oh, no. Was, is it 909? It was yeah, 909. OG 909. It's 951 now. 951. Yeah. But 909 Sorry. was like the true okay. one. Okay. Yeah.
1: 909 were big grenade customers. If you yeah. ever went big to the 909 down. back in the day, that's where you saw the grenade stickers on the back of the, the die cut on the back of the truck. The big ones. Yeah. The big ones. Yeah. The OG ones. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but no, it's important. I think it's huge, right? And it's cool too. It's like we
0: connect with our fans so much. Like, like every order has a note like, hey, tell Wanky, tell Wanky to screw off. You know what I mean? Or like, hey, hey, Twitch, sign my, sign my, sign my paper. And it's like, it's cool that like we have that reach with
1: our fans and like we can post something and it it sells that day. You know what I mean? Like, so it's cool. Yeah. And, and that's not changing. That kind of like that direct consumer kind of like changed the game. Whereas you had to go through like Zoomies or these big people that, um, and still today, if you're a big company, you want to have those alignments and those partnerships all good. But like that Direct to consumer for yep. products like that is, is is for everyone. And I think it's cool too. Like we've been starting
0: to figure out stuff lately. Like I was saying, like how do, how do we make more money? I'm like, we got to buy our own. We got to make our own hoodie. We got to make our own hats. We got to make yeah. our own beanies, our own socks. Factories. Like, let's source these factories and see what works. And that's like part of the business too. It's like you, you you may get a sample that's bitching, but when you get 10,000 sweatshirts and they're one sleeves two inches too short. You're like, Oh shit, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, It's weird. And that's like lately what we've been doing too is like we started making our own cut and sew like with our own hoodies. Like I would always wear one size hoodie bigger because I wanted it longer. I'm like, let's just make our own hoodie a little bit skinnier, but a little bit longer as well. Like and not have the sleeves super baggy. So it's like we've been doing a lot of that stuff lately. And like same with like our board shorts, our normal wear shorts, like just stuff like that. Where I'm like, how do we separate ourselves from everyone else? Because everyone can go buy the same hoodie from either a Baymar or Independent or whoever else is out there, you know? So it's like, we, we, we use a bunch of independent stuff we use a bunch of Baymar stuff but we also want to start making our own things like more of our style and like there's there's more things you can do like with like the eyelids and like the little TPRs everywhere it's like it's it's endless when you do it yourself right
1: Danny has a beanie company somebody asks what you're wearing that's, that's his
2: own company yeah, Dova is, this is my beanie company here Brittany, and, you don't do clothes, you just you just do art. You
3: know, no, I actually I put my art on clothes. Um oh. yeah, like I made like bombers and on the inside I put like Biggie, like a painting I did of Biggie and like Bruce Lee and yeah, Dope.
1: So. that's cool. Uh huh.
2: I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Want will have to buy some beanies off and you. Then we did I'm putting in an order as soon as this is over, I'm gonna put in an order. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Danny's very I'm good when, sure. when we had
2: Anderson on, he went and
1: bought a bunch of team fried stuff. <laughs> I, think <laughs> took, I think it took a while to get there, though. Yeah, well,
2: I gave Dingo. That's what I <laughs> Dingo's Christmas present was a team fried pouch. No, actually, he, well...
1: I still use it. I travel small. with it. I, my my, my, my yep. uh, passport, like, money wallet, like... Because it's so... like I used, Back in the day, I was like, it's so dorky to, like, have, like, a full wraparound, like... Yeah, kinda, I still like, can't set. do it. <laughs> but I, 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 you have to do it now. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, the dork. I got... I got two passports. I got a bunch of cash, and I'm like, "This is yeah." That this doesn't
3: sound right. very dorky. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: that sounds
0: pretty yeah, That That's pretty cool. Like, he has his cargo shorts full of like stuff too.
3: Now that you have a wife and kids, do you treat riding and racing differently?
0: If anything, it made me ride better because I was like, "It's not myself that I have to support now. Like, I have multiple people I have to support." So yeah. for me, I like took it more serious, especially like when I had my first daughter. I was. Who, like, is it what age now? Katrina, 22. See? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I have a 22, 13, and 10. All girls. It's called nice. karma. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Best girl dad ever. <laughs> yeah, it's so rad. I-, I love having little girls. But I-, I think when I had my first daughter, that's like what made me really start taking my career serious. And my wife, like I was screwing off all the time, riding, just partying, doing stupid shit. And my wife's like, you know how many people would kill to have your job right now? And I'm like, a lot. Like that's when I- and it clicked. I was like, man, I got to support you. I got to support her. We need a house. We need we diapers. I'm like, okay, and that's when I started taking it really serious for sure. Like, that's when I like started winning things. Yeah.
3: Someone asked if your kids ride.
0: Um, my 13 year old rides a little bit. 22 year old no, she works. And my 10 year old, she's just chills, dude. She's so yeah. chill. Like, <laughs> she's just like my wife. Like, if you would let her sit in her room all day for three days and not come out, she would totally do it. She's just like, yeah, chilling, watching movies, painting, doing art, like whatever.
1: I saw you did a big switch up uh, recently. You're now uh part of the uh, Indian family. Yeah. Yeah. Switched stoked, up bikes. Super stoked. When did that happen? Uh,
0: I've been talking to, I've been talking to the Indian guys for like a couple of years off and on. Yep. And then uh, finally my buddy Sean from over there hit me up back in like October, November. He's like, Hey, like we're ready to do something. Got this new bike coming out, the new sport chief and, and hearts, hearts Hart, always throwing my name out there. Like ever since I was a little kid, I've always looked up to heart for like, um, guidance like yo yep. what would you do in this situation like you've been here you did this like when when he was when he was running Hart and huntington like when i first started running dbk i'm like hey can i talk to you about some stuff And he's like yeah do this be careful with that you know what i mean like him and josh merrill like i always hit those dudes up for advice and uh he, he was throwing my name out there to Indy, and then the deal finally happened like i was stoked i think i did a sign with them like in january
1: Yeah, sick and you i saw you went on your first ride with the boys yeah love the bike the bike's pitching to me this it's just
0: something totally different to get used to. And it's, it's funny too. Like the, the V2N world, everyone's like, Oh, this bike sucks. That, it's not a Harley. You got to do this. You got to do that. I'm just like, I'm just going to ride bikes. Like, I don't care <laughs> what it, if it has a motor in it, like I'll ride it. You know what I mean? And like, when the Indian guys hit me up, I rode the bike. It was rad. And Heart, Heart's actually building me a badass bike right now. Like I haven't seen it yet. Sick. I get to go up there next month sometime and get it. So I'm pretty stoked to see what he built me. Sick. Yeah.
1: What's like when you guys go on those big rides? Like, what's the? Uh, uh, uh obviously, is 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 it still glamorous? The place to go to, or like, no, these are just all street bikes. Like, it's oh like, really? It's like a Harley. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. so. So
0: the Indian I have a um a bagger right now, which is a Challenger. I love that thing. It's like you just cruise. Like you just we'll go out to like Julian from my house in Temecula and just ride all the Windy back roads and just cruise. Sick. So
1: fun. Let's talk Supercross real quick. We're kind of rounding down and uh you've been watching. You watch Supercross, obviously. Yeah, I'm there every weekend. Every weekend. We're jumping at all of them. Yep. And uh Eli Tomac. Animal. I hope he doesn't retire. <laughs> you
0: think he's gonna retire? It's the word on the street, but it's like the dude is riding so good right now. And like it, it's funny to see like when these dudes get towards the end of their career, they actually have a personality. Like when they're just like race, 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 cutthroat, like no, not friends with anyone. Like, now you see him and Roxanne getting a private jet to the races and you know what I mean? Like, see their kids on the podium now. Like, all these dudes are starting to grow up and they're realizing, like, how much fun their job actually is. And it's cool to see, like, how many more fans Tomac has changed or gained in the last two years. You know, like, I- having a smile on his face and, like, taking the time to do the conversation afterwards and stuff like that. It's cool.
1: It's going to be so hard because they're so serious.
0: Yeah. It's a gnarly dude. Let's think like their job is gnarly. And then the retirement rate is so young. Yeah. Super young. Like dudes are retiring from motocross at like 25, 28. Because they're not having any fun. Yeah. Because dude, like you got to be pretty disciplined for that. It's like they're riding three, four days a week. They're in the gym three, four days a week. They're racing on the weekend. And then, they have one day of resting and then not even a rest day. They're back on their on their road bikes riding around, spinning out on Sunday and then back to it on Monday. You know, it's like, it's a it's a full-time job. And a lot of people don't understand like, oh, why is this guy so mad all the time? It's like, dude, he's working his ass off. He probably just wants to go home and chill.
1: Uh, okay, so say, and let's hope he doesn't retire, but say Eli Tomac retires, then what does the top of the podium look like I for think, the four fifty. I think these dudes with Sexton... Figuring
0: it out right now, I think these dudes... Figuring are on, it out, huh? I, I didn't see all. that coming, but... I think uh, they're in a whole world of hurt, hurt for next year. You think so? Yeah. If he can keep it on two wheels and not crash, the dude's... It, his riding style and the way he rides is so good. It's just... He makes just little mistake at the end of the race every time he's leading. Yeah. But this last week and you seen him whole shot and lead the whole race, not one mistake. Like, yeah. He was ripping.
1: And I guess that just comes with maturity, right? Uh, last, I remember
0: Anaheim won last year. I remember saying the same thing. I'm like, if cincerillo and Sexton figured out these are going to be the next two dudes that are going to be on the top of the podium for a long time because they're both pretty young. And Sexton's figuring it out. It's pretty cool to see. All right, Beck 14. Uh, Jeremy, when are you next jumping next? Um, what, what, what Supercross is this weekend? New Jersey this weekend and then Nashville the next weekend. Or you're in New York. You're at MetLife yeah.
1: Stadium. Yep. And then uh, Nashville. I'll be there with you in Nashville. Yep. And then we have Denver and Salt Lake and then we're done. How fun is it riding with all the young kids at those
0: uh, demos? It's so rad. Like having dudes like that in my corner, I think it's what makes me try harder and keeps me feeling young because I'm like, I can't let these dudes outride me all the time. So it doesn't let me get lazy. Like whenever I ride, I'm like, I got to show these little bastards I still got it. Every time I ride with them, I can't, like, they'll be, oh, grandpa, you can't do this anymore. I'm like, watch this. Like, you know?
1: Who's calling you grandpa the most, Axel or Tyler? (laughs) Bierman. Bierman was the one that started it, hands down. Like, him and Axel. All How the time. cool has it been to watch those two? The growth of Axel and Tyler has It's been so sick. rad
0: because like, those dudes are like good homies. They just battle back and forth. Like, doesn't matter if one rides for Monster and one's for Red Bull. Like, when they're together, it's like it's cool to watch those dudes feed off of each other.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Danny, do you have any of your,
2: you do you have any of your, like, he does this, uh, like, hot round at the end? The big question I had um, is what's the most important gear? like protective gear that you would use on your motorcycle besides your helmet, besides your helmet, the most important gear boots for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give young riders you wish you had? Practice makes perfect practice. No practice
0: makes, yeah. Practice makes
2: perfect. Don't practice too hard. Practice
0: makes permanent. Practice makes permanent. <laughs> That's what my golf coach told me the other day. Uh, <laughs> How's your golf? Your golf swing
1: looks like it's getting better. <laughs> it's getting
2: way better. I love golfing. <laughs>
1: it looks like it's getting better. Right. I noticed that the other day, and I was like, God damn it, he can actually hit. <laughs> uh,
2: who do you think's the best um, upcoming FMX rider? Best upcoming FMX rider? besides Beardman and Axel. We've talked about them.
0: Man, those those are like the top two dudes. Them and Rahal right now. Like those okay. dudes are all three. of Those dudes are killing it. But I'd say like freestyle wise. Yep. Benny Richards. Kid's sick. It's Jacko's little yeah. prodigy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't see any other really young
2: kids like that um, putting in the work that he's doing. Like, the kid's sick. Um, What's the biggest jump you've ever hit or the most scared you've ever been on your bike? I want to say the most scared I've ever been on my bike is doing
0: the triple X stunt for Vin Diesel back in the day. I had to jump over this barn. That grenade! Oh, I love that. Like, yeah, I love that. It's that like the I beginning was, of that. I was so scared because it's like you only had one shot, and the peak of the roof was super high. You would barely crest over the top of the roof, and like I had one shot to do it. And then they and there's a helicopter it. chasing you the whole so time. So yeah. sick. Yeah, that was by far the most scariest thing I've done on the bike. All
1: right, Brittany, anything last you want to say before we are off?
3: No, thank you so much. That was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you, Twitch. We love you. Thank you, Jeremy Twitch Danberg. Thank you. Woo! We are off. <laughs>